Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Priestess. This is your girl, Yanni T. The Priestess, never your mistress, only your mistress if you're nasty. On this week, we're going to discuss a lot, but mainly going for your dreams in the Priestess Wisdom section. And y'all, let's get into Meg the Stallion and Meg Kelly's little tirade about being blocked. We have a lot of things that we're going to cover on this episode. Let's get the show started. Hit that intro, y'all. Come on, grab a seat and have a conversation with the priestess. Oh, pour yourself a glass of wine or some water or whatever you want. We're gonna gab it up. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Yanni T, the priestess, never your mistress. Thank you for listening to this podcast. The music that you hear me singing over is Just the Way You Are by M. Fazal. Sit back, relax, let's get into the show. I. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Yanni T, the priestess, never your mistress, but I'll be your mistress if you're nasty. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another installment of Conversations with the Priestess. I'm so glad to be back with you all. Um, I pray that your last seven days have been wonderful. Um, my last seven days have been beautiful and glorious. I dare not complain. I'm grateful and I'm thankful for everything that um, I've had to endure and everything. So, it's had some challenges. Um, life is not wrought without challenges. Um, and as you all know, one of the major challenges that I am facing right now is that I recently changed jobs and everything. So <clears throat> I am just excited about life and happiness. And yeah, I cannot and will not um, complain about this whole thing called life so yeah so before I get into it I first want to say this thank you all for your patience as I get things together with this podcast I'm in a place to where I am upgrading the quality of this podcast and I cannot do it without your help I need you all to leave me reviews on wherever you're listening to this podcast and share it also, you can email me, ybstaylor at gmail.com. Email me there and let me know what I can do to improve on this podcast and let me know what you want to hear. So I need you all to reach out to me and you all can support by hitting us up on Cash App. That's cash.me, dollar sign, Yannick T Music. Also, you can hit me up on my PayPal as well. This help keeps the light on, the lights on rather and, and keeps this podcast going and allows me to upgrade my equipment. And I also give to other organizations as well and other transgender creatives as well. And this is what I'm deciding to do with mine. So I'm very excited about where this is taking me at this moment. And I'm very excited. I'm excited also because this past weekend I was in the room, um, with great legendary houses, some of the houses that have been featured on um, legendary, such as the House of Balmain, the House of Orici, and to see one of my best friends, Miss Nova Black, aka Nova Balmain, aka the $1,000 girl, that $1,000 girl, let me correct myself, and all around iconic up and coming legendary female figure performance hands everything and this is my best friend and I was so glad to see them 
over the weekend um, because we haven't seen each other since November. We FaceTime talk, but it's nothing like having your friend in person with you and having your friend chanting like the old times and while we were at the ball i was helping my friend get ready and i told them i said you know what this is like old times us getting to the ball getting us a drink helping each other stretch and prepare for our category so i was very excited to do that with my best friend and the fact that my best friend and i have been friends for over 10 years um, we've been friends for 11 years at this point, and I'm I'm so happy to have that person in my life. They were there with me when I found out that I was HIV positive, when I went through my nasty breakup, even at the start of my transition. We have had some mad capers together, and we were just talking at how we have been in some dangerous ass situations that could have cost us our lives could have cost us everything but now thanks be unto God that always causes us to triumph and I'm just so grateful um, for my bestie being there for me and I love my bestie wouldn't take anything for the in the world from for them and so it was just great to be in the facility with all of us um, there seeing old friends and I really felt the love in the atmosphere because it's been a few years that I've walked a ball in mainstream due to me taking a break to focus on my transition and focus on my mental health, which is very important for me at this given moment. I always tell people to take care of your mental health first. I don't care about anything else. Take care of you first. Fuck what everybody else say to take care of your mental health. And I'm just so grateful and thankful for that. And I felt the love, um, in so many different ways, um, as I walked into the ball, um, a few people walked up to me and one in particular yelled and was like, are you Yannick Taylor? Are you the priestess? I said, yes, that's me. And there was like, oh my gosh, this girl I was telling you about that be doing all that singing. Oh my gosh, she is fabulous. And they just told me how I've been an inspiration to them. And that let me know that my work has not been in vain um, because here lately I've had up and down moments. And this could very well be the depression talking or anxiety, which I decree and declare that I have victory over. I told um, they told me that they have been blessed. And I'm so grateful to hear that. And that blessed me because. I had been feeling, as I said, like it was all in vain, like it wasn't going anywhere. And on top of that, I am just grateful, you know, and it it blessed my spirit very greatly. It blessed me so much for that. And I'm just happy. I'm just happy. I'm just happy for that um, at this moment. And I also got even better news once I got back from the ball. Um, Many of you know that on June 30th, I got my letter for my gender affirming surgeries and that means the world to me. So now I'm able to proceed with the things that will help me feel like help me to greater become the woman that I am. And it's big for me. It's big for me. Um, because it has really blessed my life. Mm hmm. Yes, it it has really blessed my life. So I'm grateful and I'm thankful. So 
But before we jump into it, I want to give a shout out. I got to start with this person first. Big shout out to Activists for Diversity. You know her as Mary in 227, as Florence on the Jeffersons. You've seen her and heard her voice in 101 Dalmatians. You've heard her teachings. You've seen her in various short films. You've seen her in the Hughley's. Y'all, I want to give it up for Miss Marla Gibbs at 90 years old, this very accomplished woman has received her Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I'm so grateful to see this. She has been more than deserving of this. She deserved this back in the 90s for her work. Even in the sketch comedy shows that she's done, her being a real, a well-rounded actress. I've seen her in serious roles. I've seen her in comic roles. I've heard her speak up against violence, against black and brown bodies. And just the fact that Tisha Campbell and many other people in entertainment came together You've seen them pay homage to her in Black Lady Sketch Show. Just to see her get her flowers while she is yet living. I'm so grateful to see that. Congratulations to Marla Gibbs. She has given um, a voice to people like Jennifer Lewis. Even to Jack A. Harry. Um, to Jack A. I'm sorry, to Jack A. Um, to many other countless women um, like, like Robin Thede. And our favorite female comics, our favorite feminine, or our favorite comedians, our favorite comedians across the globe, male and female. So I'm excited to see her in this atmosphere and her getting her things. She deserves her things. I don't care what nobody say. She deserves her things. Not only that, but let's give it up for all, for black women, period. And I want to give it up for this model and actress. Miss Lena Bloom, who has become the first trans person, the first black trans woman at that, um, the first black trans and Filipino to be on this year's cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue um, on this edition. She dedicates this cover and I'm going to put this. She says, I dedicate this cover to all ballroom femme queens past, present and future. She said, many girls like us don't have the chance to live our dreams or to live long at all. I hope my cover empowers those who are struggling to be seen, to feel valued, to feel valued. This moment heals a lot of pain in the world. We deserve this moment. We have waited millions of years to show up as survivors and be seen as full humans, as full humans filled with wonder. And I'm so grateful to see this happen in my lifetime. That gives me encouragement right there. And the fact that she acknowledges all our ballroom women, the women who have paved the way for other trans women. I'm so grateful to hear this because knowing that over 35 plus trans women reported and unreported have lost their lives in 2021. This has proven to be the deadliest year for black trans women, um, for trans women of color and to see that we have an example that you can be whatever you set your mind to and this is not the first time she's broken barriers in 2014 she was one of the first trans women to walk runway at the Paris Fashion Week the first trans woman of color to star in the film at the Cannes Festival and the first trans woman to grace the pages of Vogue India And I'm so excited because she's not the only woman of color, but she's one of three. I got to give kudos to Naomi Osaka and rapper Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion is the first rapper to grace the cover of Sports Illustrated. And Osaka is also 
biracial with a Japanese mother and a Haitian father. So they are all making strides. And I give kudos to these black women and to the to those who are trying to come against black women in any shape, form or fashion. Shame on you because they are doing it. They are doing it. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Kudos to these black trans women. And I don't see why any black man would want to trash black women. You came from a black woman. Your child is going to be black. And and your aunties, your sisters are black. Come on now. We've got to do better. And there's nothing more upsetting than to see black men trash and shit on black women on a regular basis. I can't stand that. I really can't. So we got to keep pressing and uplifting our black women by any means necessary. And the fact that this comes with these new bans concerning trans athletes and just to see that we have fellow athletes, except for Caitlyn Jenner, we don't need her coming in and speaking out against us and standing up. I'm so grateful and thankful for this moment. And also the fact that the Olympics is is doing little things, have these rules set up to ban black women. And we're seeing this. And we've we've got to stop trashing black women, which leads me to another article that I read. And I want you to go follow this woman, um, this food blogger and all around excellent chef personality. I want to give a big shout out to private chef Angela Davis known as the kitchenista her information will be posted not for y'all to harass her after I say this but I love her I found out about her through Jaden XD big shout out to Jaden XD as well y'all go follow them and make sure you support the patreon so she talks about an encounter that she had um with fellow chef Darius Williams and for those of you all that don't know there is quite some controversy with him right now um as a chef um just seeing how um recently he's had run in and how he's been treating black women different things like that and not only has kitchenista uh, the kitchenista answer this but Sonny Anderson has jumped on this so social media food sensation as per the griot.com uh Darius Williams also known by his business name Darius Cooks has come under fire recently um from multiple fellow chefs and fans and people that he has done business with so basically this food blogger who has over 1 million followers on Facebook is being accused of stealing recipes from lesser known chefs as well as fraud and even assault. There's been some allegations against Williams um, for over a year from various people um, who accused him of not sending cookbooks that they ordered or refusing to refund tickets to private to private dining parties and things which have frequently been scheduled then canceled and it's earned him multiple complaints um, with the Better Business Bureau but last week, fellow chef Angela Davis hit Molly whopped his ass, honey. Um, so again, Angela Davis, better known as the kitchenista, shared a lengthy post on her Instagram in June. And <clears throat> she had been accused of making up charges against Williams. And she detailed many accusations. She wrote that in addition to the Better Business Bureau complaints, 
William has dozens of active lawsuits and liens. Um, she noted that there were several allegations of unpaid wages from several employees of his now um, closed restaurants um, in uh, Soul Crab Atlanta, Soul Crab Chicago, and Greens and Gravy, also in Atlanta. One commented, tweeted, um, Kiara Ross um, tweeted and talked and mentioned that she worked as a server at William's Soul Crab restaurant in Atlanta and she had to file a police report against him after she confronted him about her back pay. According to Southern Grit Magazine, Miss um, Ross wrote, I just wanted my money. This is two years ago. I don't know Angela. <clears throat> I started going through the thread and I wanted to tell my story. I've been sitting on it for so long and it has to stop. I didn't know how much it triggered me until now. So basically this man is a current artist and he refused to pay his workers and the fact that um <clears throat> that he's doing this to black women and thinking that it's okay even food network sonny anderson also told um also spoke that she had negative interactions with Williams. She stated that she got messages on Twitter about Fresh To Go, a delivery service business of his in which she'd invested. There were complaints that people had given their credit card information, but no delivery. They reached out to me because he was on my show. I called him to ask what was going on and he hung up. I called back and he never picked up again. Hopefully people that do business with him will research him. She continued, when you add up everything, he took an opportunity and ruined it. At every turn, he's choosing to be dishonest, and I hope he stops. And again, more details and receipts have come out. And the fact that it's a lot of black women at that that are speaking out. And these are some troubling allegations. Um, and a lot of people have been harassing these black women for speaking up, saying that they're lying, which we know that people do to black women. They don't want to support black women at all, which is trash behavior, if you ask me. Um, and I, I believe them 100 percent. And now that many people are speaking out, um, this has been ongoing for quite some time. This has been ongoing for quite some time. And I'm wanting to see what's going to become of this. Um. And it's, it's, it's wild because honestly, a man like this does not, does not need to have any type of platform. And these are the things I'm talking about. Why are you shitting on black women for what have they done to you? For real? For real? And also, he's been accused of bullying black women. Um, and he had the odd... He he had he had the audacity to say he's not a bully, and he's saying that basically accusing people of just being hateful towards him, and that he gives off um, a straight man and all of that, which is toxic masculinity and different stuff like that. And it's it's just wild. It's just wild, like for real. And the fact that people are saying that they want their money. Even Kev on stage talked about how he does not support him. So, and I'm advising that anybody that has done business with him, y'all speak out, speak out, just speak out. And this is trash behavior. And no, this is not a ploy to take a black man down. Just like y'all said with Bill Cosby. Okay, he admitted to buying Quaaludes to drug women. <clears throat> And admitted to that. That's enough evidence right there. And over 60 women complained. 
We have over 60 allegations. There's some truth to that in every bit of it. And he did not get out of jail because he was innocent. Let's clear that up. He got out of jail on a technicality because someone promised that they would not try him or charge him, but they did it anyway. So it went to trial. So y'all need to get over yourselves. Bill Cosby is guilty. Y'all can fight me on it if you want to. But this is the exact thing that I'm talking about. Believe black women. Celebrate black women. Let's not trash them. Like for real, just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. With that, I am going to take a quick break. Here are some church announcements. Your girl will be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Labor Day is quickly approaching. And darling, I know you want to have bundles for those celebrations in Atlanta and those celebrations overseas. And I know some of y'all probably going to try to make it to the nearest party. So if y'all need bundles, go on over to Maven. Go to priestessbeauty.maven.com. And when you sign up with your email, you get 20% off of your on your order, honey. Look. Maven will have you looking flawless. We have Peruvian, wet, wavy, yakky hair. And you can get the hair colored or do whatever you want to with it, honey. This is state-of-the-art hair right here, honey. So go to priestessbeautynotmaven.com. Y'all can check that out in the show notes and on my Twitter. So y'all live, love, and be free. Get your glam on, girl. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Conversations with the Priestess. So y'all... I got some tea that I've been seeing circulating. Big kudos to blog outlets such as lovebscott.com. So according to reports, the the Emmy-nominated actress, Michaela Cole, has joined the cast of Black Panther 2. Um, They haven't released any character details, but insiders say that Cole has joined director Ryan Coogler, at Atlanta's Pinewood Studios, where production began in the month of June. So she, if you remember, Cole exploded onto the onto Hollywood's radar in 2020 with her hit show that she created, I May Destroy You, for which she received four Emmy nominations. In addition to her writing, directing, and producing, she also starred in the show as a writer processing um, sexual assault trauma in contemporary London. Her credits also include the Netflix program Black Mirror, Chewing Gum. She's also been in feature films, Been So Long, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Um, She's not currently represented by a talent agency, but she works through her indie label, Faulkner Productions, which co-produced I May Destroy You. I'm excited. However, there is a theory that she may play Madam Slave, but I want to see what she looks like as Storm. And I'm excited for her. This black woman is getting her things. And she deserves it. She's been working hard on this for a long time. And I'm I'm excited to see this woman, this black woman at that, do her darn thing. Also, in other news, the Jamaican government has finally put a price tag on slavery and has sent the British government the bill. Jamaican officials are petitioning Britain to compensate them more than 7.6 billion pounds, which translates into 10.5 billion U.S. dollars as reparations for the European country's role in the transatlantic slaves trade. Reuters reports an estimated 600,000 Africans were shipped to Jamaica to be chattel slaves, according to the National Library of Jamaica. Um, and the country was first colonized, as we know, by Spain and then Britain, and which was a British colony until it became independent in 1962. 
And now that slavery has been abolished, Jamaican lawmaker Mike Henry is initiating the reparations petition. He says, I'm asking for the same amount of money to be paid to the slaves that was paid to the slave owners, he said. And I'm happy to hear this. I am happy to hear this. Upon approval from Jamaica's National Commission on Reparations, this petition will be filed, pending advice from Jamaica's Attorney General and three legal teams. It will then head to Queen Elizabeth. What a way to take the crown down, y'all. So, with this, we're going to see some major changes. So, I I want to keep up with the story. And I'm glad to hear that because this has been a long time coming. It's time for reparations. And black people in America have been ra- waiting for reparations for a long time. We're still waiting for a law to be passed for our lives to matter. And we've been overlooked for far too long. And we're going to get our things. And I am so excited. So excited so excited that this is happening and I want to keep up with this and I pray and hope that they get their things speaking of which about slavery and we're going to get off of this topic there is a photo circulating of a of a mixed race couple um, a young black man and a white woman um, <clears throat> that has been circulating for their engagement or wedding photos and it obviously takes place on a plantation which is already disturbing but what's even more disturbing is that this young black man is dressed up as a slave and this white woman is portraying as his white savior. Now I'm not being racist or bashing white people at all. I'm stating the facts and I do apologize in advance, but I have to call this out. The fact that they're doing this photo shoot and then we later see him as a free man standing at the little cottage and dressed up real nice. I'm disturbed because number one, slavery in 2021, that I already have an issue with weddings on plantations and the idea that the antebellum South is still a thing. Baby, y'all lost the war. Let it go. Give it up. Turn it loose. Y'all still racist and full of shit. But the fact that they thought that this was okay to portray that, especially from a mixed race couple, I have a problem. Sir, are you not in touch with your blackness, number one? And to the young lady, baby, really? This is depicting this man as if he's your slave and he's okay with it. And for me, this goes back. Mm -mm -mm. This goes to a Stockholm Syndrome type mindset, if that's what I can call it. And this really disturbed me because I'm like, dude, you're black. Your ancestors are black. Your ancestors died in slavery and fought to be free from slavery. Why would you then glorify this and romanticize this like it's no big deal? You are giving racist people and people who think slavery was a myth, an idea that black people enjoyed slavery, that it was a choice and it was not. It was the most hellified 400 years of our people's existence. And here you are glorifying this like it's some odd thing. And then this is not only feeding into a narrative, but sir, you obviously must not realize what's going on. And I don't know your background, but I pray that you know your history. Like this is disturbing. So why would you even consider this as a thing? This is like a slap into the face for all of the work that we have done as a black community to be free on all fronts. 
And yes, I have a problem with that. And if y'all have a problem that I have a problem with it, well, it sucks to be you right now. This is craziness. Like, sir, who, who, who in your family said that this was okay? Who told you that this was okay? And who okayed this? Like, why were you even okay with this? Did your family not tell you that it was dumb for you to do that? Did your family not? Or, and, and, and I'm sorry if your family is not present in your life, but sir, this was not cool. This was not cool at all. Like for real. And granted, I don't know these people and don't want to get to know them at all. But this is like, this is coon behavior. It was coon behavior. That's exactly what it is. Coon behavior. And I might get banned for this, but I don't care at this point. And I'm like, ah, uh, and I'm like, Mm-mm. and he pegs me as the type that talks down to black women, that it's very, very colorist and puts other race, other races of women on a pedestal. This is very much what is giving. And normally nine times out of 10, those type of men are the type. They are the type to do this and. Nothing is said about it, but when black women speak out about it, we're told that we're in the wrong. And uh, I have a, I have a major problem with that. I have a major problem with that. And it, not only that, but black women and women of color already catch hell anyway for simply existing. For simply existing. Let's look at how they did Naomi Osaka when she had stepped away from the French open tournament and how they did her because she took an account to her mental health. Also how they did Shakara Richardson when they gave Michael Phelps a free pass, which we know they knew he was on drugs while he was at the Olympics. Come on, don't, don't act dumb. They cover up things like that. And the fact that we have a 50 year old woman by the name of Megan Kelly, um, which we know was fired from a news outlet for her racist tweets and things like that. Um, she had the audacity to get mad because Naomi Osaka blocked her after she came with her Osaka. Um, she said, Osaka blocked me while taking a shot at me. Kelly tweeted. She is apparently arguing that she shot her many covers before publicly claiming she was too socially anxious to deal with press. Truth is, she doesn't like cues. Or questions she can't control. Admit it. Honey, Megan Kelly, ain't nobody worried about you, boo. Ain't nobody studying you, boo. Who are you? You're some jaded, dried up prune of a woman who's mad because she can only get her kicks off on assaulting other people. Like, for real, honey, shut up. And the fact that this is a prime example of Karen behavior, they go and cry victim like, oh, somebody blocked me. But in reality, OK, baby, no one cares, Megan. And this is so funny. I like the shot that she took at her. Megan said, and granted, I love what Naomi Osaka said. <clears throat> she said, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase it. She said, well, since you are a journalist, and I got it right here, she says, seeing as you're a journalist, I would have assumed you would take the time to research what the lead times are for magazines. If you did that, you would have found out I shot all of my covers last year. And this is all stemming from 
the fact that she talked about her mental health struggles. Baby, if you know anything, magazine covers are are done a year or so in advance. This could have been done in late 2019 or early 2020 before the pandemic. Like, for real. And the fact that this woman, Megan Kelly, um, was fired from Fox News in 2017 after she questioned why blackface was racist during Halloween. Like, for real. For real. And the fact that she keeps coming for Naomi Osaka. It's funny to me. Not only that, but Pierce Morgan joined in a regular harasser of women of color. So I'm like, why are y'all obsessed with women of color when y'all can cry mental health problems when y'all show y'all asses in a store or shoot somebody? You get a right to say I was having a bad day. It doesn't work like that. And now people are holding fire to y'all's asses and y'all want to get upset. Megan Kelly and those that are like her people have a right to block you, especially if they don't want to deal with your bullshit. If they don't want to deal with your bull, fine. But you're going to you're going to reap the consequences of your actions, you know, sooner or later. Like, come on, Megan, go take a laxative, go play with a vibrator and go find a brain, honey. Go find a brain. Go find Jesus. Go find something, honey. I don't even think Jesus want to be dealing with you, honey. You look like a dried up. I'm going to tell you what Megan Kelly looks like. Megan Kelly looked like a wilted melon in the refrigerator that's still fighting to survive. That's what she looked like. And I'm not joning on her, but it's so funny that these same type of Karens want to yell about being oppressed. And fighting for women's rights, but they are racist toward other black women. How is that feminism? No, it's called you're benefiting off of a system of white supremacy and white feminism, but you fail to include black women in on a regular basis. That's why black women started the Me Too movement, but y'all tried to hijack that. That's why when black women start something, y'all try to hijack it. Y'all try to hijack black culture, but I'm not going to get on that today. I'm not going to get on that today. You know, for real. For real. And thus, that's all I'm going to say on that. That's all I'm going to say on that. So I'm going to take another quick break and we're going to come back with some priestess wisdom. Okay. Love you. It's time. Don't tarry. It's time. You know what time it is. Tell them what time it is. Wisdom with the priestess. Sit back and relax. And take note of life lessons from an experienced black trans woman living her truth. And we're back. Thank you for joining me on this edition of Wisdom with the Priestess. So I want to give a big shout out to Bishop Jack, uh, Bishop T.L. Jackson Smith. Um, he is one of the senior leaders at Citadella Champions. And y'all please join them on this Sunday on Facebook Live or at 3024 Massachusetts Avenue Southeast in Washington, D.C. We're going to have a great time. But this is something I came across on Facebook and I want to give him credit for this. It says, know the difference between dating and courting hookups and friends with benefits and it's key to know the difference between let's break it down dating and courting now I haven't heard of dating and courting 
since I was a kid, I heard my grandmother say Courtney or in, in her, um, in her case, Colton. So basically <clears throat> with, um, with courting, it's, um, courtship is appeared in a romantic couple relationship when they are dating. Most of them go through courtship before, um, before getting married and it's a very old-fashioned term but basically it's basically assuming that two people who love each other will eventually get married um basically um it's it's like a traditional thing where someone is sought up sometimes it's arranged or sometimes it is you know what it's going to be but dating is basically you're getting to know people and picking and choosing in my opinion Dating is like a comma in a sense, like there's going to be a continuation, but there may be some more added. But courting is like a period, you know, for definitely that's the person you want to be with. So courting is basically only till marriage and dating is you're figuring out who the right person is for you. Also, hookups is just you're hooking up with this person that one time. Boom. And friends with benefits is something agreed on that. Y'all going to have this physical interaction. Y'all help each other out when needed or y'all put each other on. But it's not a relationship. Basically, it's friends, but y'all have certain benefits and it can come in different ways. And if y'all have a different explanation, please write in on this. I want to hear from you all as well. Email me YBSTaylor at gmail.com. And in the subject, put wisdom with the priestess. Boom, there you go. So knowing this, the difference between the two also plays in communication and knowing what you want and what you don't want out of a situation and so many times we hear what we want to hear sometimes people just tell us what they want to hear and some people some people don't know what the hell they want but you have to know the difference because that determines what kind of access you give those people to you how vulnerable you're going to be with them how how much you're going to release with them and granted some people only want that physical part and then some people want what's in your heart and your mind some people are just looking for a come up and some people they want to date and see where it goes they haven't locked down on one person so i'm in a i'm at a point now to where i'm getting to know someone i'm in that dating process and getting to know that first beginning that acquaintanceship and we're seeing where it goes now. Right now, I don't have any other candidates, but I wouldn't call it courting. But I'm at a point now to where I'm not going to allow everybody access to my nether regions like that. <clears throat> and honestly, it is okay to tell someone what you want. Open up your mouth and tell them what you want. But also research what each thing means and see if that person is on the same page. It takes communication with dating. If you're going to date, you're dating around, getting to know several people and then picking your candidate. But courtship is you and this person are getting to know each other. Y'all want to date just y'all boom. Then y'all start dating. Then you're consulting marriage. Y'all are basically dating to marry. And I want us to really examine if we're ready for marriage and or relationship because everybody is not ready for that. I'm going to be real with y'all. A lot of people are not ready for that and they will have fun with you and not communicate this to you and not tell you that they don't know what the hell they want. But once you figure out what you want, feelings can get involved. So you have to take your pick what you're going to do. Now, I would say be very careful with the friends with benefits because sometimes it can be both parties, one party or another party. Sometimes feelings do get involved. 
And I've been there. I've been on both sides of it to where the person was wanting to be involved with me more so than just us being friends with benefits. And then I was on the other end of that where I was the friend with benefits that caught feelings. And it was very uncomfortable when knowing this person knew kind of how I felt about them, but I never said anything. And if you're in a situation where you're starting to catch feelings, tell the person, hey, I'm I think I might be catching feelings for you. Like, I don't know how you feel about me. Let's talk this out. Let's come to something. If they don't want to talk, if they run, then boom, you can let that person go and focus on healing you. And I'm not knocking anybody that's a part of hookup culture because I have engaged in it. I, I have engaged in friends with benefits. I'm at the point now to where I'm ready to settle down. So I'm kind of in between dating and courtship, but I have my options open. So you can actually say I'm dating. I'm not having sex with anyone until I know that that's the one I'm going to be with for the rest of my life or someone that I'm going to be with long term. And and with the different various dynamics of relationships, I am revisiting polyamory as well, which I'm not ashamed of. And I do believe that it can work. I do believe that it can work, but I want to have partners that are that are also ready to navigate that but also I'm also looking into marriage and seeing what that will look like so it's going to be a lot of groundwork and and learning from other poly people that are more experienced than yours truly so I want to make sure that by this teaching and I'm sharing this with you all Communicate and be careful at who you let access you. That's even in your friend circles. You can't let everybody in your circle, honey, because everybody is not your friend. Those same people that laugh in your face can be stabbing you in the back and you will not know it until it just creeps up on you. So let's let's examine this. And I want you all again to email me. Get in touch with me. Let me know what's up. All right. Live, love and be free and tweet me in these Twitter streets at CWT Priestess. Live, love and be free. Smooches. Conversation with your girl, the priest. Yeah.